next Saturday, August 6th, Standing Chimney will be having a pop-up event on our lawn. We'll be open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and we're inviting any craft vendors to set up on our lawn. You must provide your own 10 by 10 pop-up, table, and chairs, and each vendor gets a 10 by 10 spot. If you're interested in being a vendor at the event, please sign up by July 30th so we can promote you. To sign up, email mary at marymacbakehouse.com. Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today we are making stuffed cabbage or galumpki or halumpki, whichever you prefer. Stuffed cabbage is one of the core foundational recipes from Eastern Europe. So Poland, Slovakian, Slovenian countries, Ukraine, Russia, all of those areas, stuffed cabbage is a very popular dish. It's also popular in Western Pennsylvania, where we are located, and you get it a variety of ways. So I wanted to kind of do a little research on it to make sure that what my recipe was, was a good one to use. It's a real melting pot in Western Pennsylvania, largely because of the steel industry, the amount of jobs and construction jobs that were here in like the 1800s and 1900s. So we have a lot of Eastern Europeans Mediterranean people groups and things like that. So you get a variety of ways this is made. Now, my Italian grandmother made stuffed cabbage and she did it with just like the basic stuffed cabbage that we probably all know and love if you know it with the rice in it and a thin tomato sauce on it. And that's what I knew and was used to. I have had it a variety of ways. For example, one of the popular ways that people make it is with tomato soup, regular old Campbell's tomato soup. One way is it's a very thick, sweet, uh, sort of like a sweet and sour kind of a tomato sauce. It's not like tomato soup, but it's not like spaghetti sauce either. And then, of course, there is the ever popular just dump a jar of spaghetti sauce on it. So I did a little research, asked around uh, people how they made theirs. What I found out was this, that probably the core way that people make the stuffed cabbage or the core sauce they use is just a plain old tomato sauce. It is not tomato soup. It is not the sweet and sour sort of sauce. It's just regular, like dumping a can of plain old tomato sauce on it. So I got that out of the way. That was very helpful to me because I thought I've had it so many different ways. You know, stuffed cabbage is one of those things that so many different ethnic groups make it that everybody makes it a little bit different. So I kind of got what I feel like is the most mainstream, <laughs> I guess you would say, the most mainstream uh, recipe for stuffed cabbage. I checked my own recipe and techniques and everything and really thought it through. And I think I have a very good recipe here that's well explained. It's not difficult to make. I would say it's a nice hearty dish to make. It freezes really well. It's great as leftovers. This recipe will make about 16 cabbage rolls. They're also called cabbage rolls. So, you know, you can make them and put a bunch in the freezer, or if you're having a bunch of people over for dinner, you know, you have that. So it makes a good amount. 
it's like a comfort food. It's like a, a really good comfort food. It's typically served, stuffed cabbage is typically served with a side of mashed potatoes. And then that tomatoey sauce can be put on your mashed potatoes if you like that. I have never seen it served any other way. Now I was reading some different things what people say you could serve it with this and that and the other thing. And I'm thinking, nobody, okay, nobody's, you're not having stuffed cabbage with pierogies. That's too much work. So you you know, you made the stuffed cabbage. What else do you want? <laughs> so I would say it would be good with noodles, mashed potatoes, anything like that. Or it's just good by itself because, I mean, you're getting all that cabbage and everything. It's really good. A friend of mine calls them Polish hand grenades. <laughs> I always love that name. So they're about the size of your hand and they make a nice sized serving. This recipe is a pretty simple recipe. It it's a little bit time consuming, takes a little bit of planning, but it's a, I think it's a pretty good and simple recipe to use. So here we go. Step one, the cabbage. I use cabbage in a lot of things, and I think we talked about this with vegetable soup, freezing cabbage. So cabbage is an odd thing. You can uh, quarter a cabbage and freeze it, shred it and freeze it, cut it up and freeze it, whatever, to use in recipes. You don't have to blanch it or anything. You just put it in the freezer. And when it comes out of the freezer, it's actually not like, you know, some vegetables, they come out of the freezer and they're pretty soft and everything. Cabbage is a little soft, but it's not like cooked soft. So you still have to cook it just almost as long as you have to cook it when it's fresh. However, in this instance, freezing the cabbage to separate the leaves is so easy. The old way of doing it, which I was what I used to do, is you take the whole head of cabbage and you boil it in a big pot of water until the leaves soften up. And then you have to take that hot head of cabbage out of there and rinse it off and let it cool and separate the leaves. And it's really still hot because it's very dense, you know. So here's the easy tip. You take the head of cabbage and get a nice big head. And I would say about the size of a large adult size soccer ball or larger. What you want to do is trim off your outer leaves that are not sticking close to the cabbage or perhaps dirty or damaged or torn, whatever. Take those outer leaves off. And then what you want to do is remove the core from the cabbage. And you want to get it as, as good as you can, almost all of the core. You can see it really easily, but you just need to stick a paring knife in there and go right around the core at kind of an angle because you know the core in a cabbage tapers in. So you'll get like a little cone-shaped thing out of it, okay? So take that core out and discard it. Now take your cabbage and put it in a big Ziploc bag or plastic bag and put it in your freezer. And you have to freeze it until it's completely frozen, which is most likely overnight. So what I usually do, if I know I'm going to be making stuffed cabbage, I will do this the day before, get my cabbage ready, put it in the freezer. Then the next morning, take the cabbage out and let it start thawing because it takes about ooh, three hours to thaw because cabbage, I mean, they just freeze like a rock. You let it thaw just about as completely as you can. And now what you're going to do is very carefully peel the leaves off one by one until all of the leaves are off of the head. You should get a good 16 leaves off of it, really. You just have to go real careful because they all interwind with each other as you get down into the cabbage. So just take your time and be careful 
and take those leaves off. Once you get all the leaves off, there's a thick rib that runs down the middle of every cabbage leaf. So you want to take a paring knife and trim that along the leaf so that it's you take the rib off and it's flat there because that way it's easier to roll them up. They look a little nicer. And you save all those ribs, okay? Because any cabbage that you don't use, like if you run out of meat filling or if you have a little, like right in the middle of the cabbage, there's a little knot that you really can't get any leaves off of. So what you're going to do is take all of that cabbage, including the ribs, and chop that up and put it in the bottom of the pan before you put your stuffed cabbages in there so that, you know, they're just like on the bottom of the pan, give it a little bit of a, well, it's actually just to use up the cabbage. Everybody gives a reason for this. I seriously think it's just not wasting. <laughs> so, okay, that is the big first step. This is the most time-consuming thing, I think. So once you have your cabbage prepped, now we can move on to the next thing, which is making the filling for your galumpki or stuffed cabbage. Here's what you need for your filling. You need one and a half pounds of ground pork. That's plain ground pork, not sausage. You might have to actually go to a butcher shop to get that, or uh, in your grocery store, you might have to talk to the person in that department, but just regular old ground pork. You need one and a half pounds of lean ground beef, two cups of white rice cooked. So this is great, like if you're going to be having rice and you want to make these, you make a lot of rice and then you have your leftovers. But you want to you want to cook it because you want to make sure that it's soft, you know, that it comes through the process and it's actually soft in there. One medium onion chopped fine, two teaspoons of parsley flakes, one teaspoon of granulated or powdered garlic, one teaspoon of salt, a half teaspoon of pepper, two large or extra large eggs beaten. And you're going to mix all of that together, and that is your filling. So mix it up good. You don't need to, like, oh, don't overmix it because the beef will make it get tough for some reason. Don't overmix it. Just mix it together really well. And then the other thing that you need for this recipe, of course, is your tomato sauce. So you're going to need a 28-ounce or a 32-ounce jar or can of plain tomato sauce. That's just like the stuff that they sell for you to make spaghetti sauce out of. You could also use tomato puree for it if you can't find the regular plain sauce. Puree works well too. Not seasoned and not spaghetti sauce, just regular tomato sauce. And you need one large roasting pan because these will take up some space. So if you have one of those like turkey roasting pans or a large foil pan works also. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to take your leaves one at a time. Starting at the stem end, lay the leaf in front of you and put about a half to two-thirds cup of the meat mixture in there. And what you want to do, I figured, I was trying to measure it in my hand. It would be smaller than a baseball size. Like if you cup your two hands together, the meat would fit right in there. Okay? And what you want to do is take that and form it into a little loaf and set it down right there at the end of the cabbage at the rib end. Roll up about halfway with the cabbage leaf and then fold the sides in over the meat very, you know, snugly in there and then roll it nice and tightly until it looks like a little uh, round package. It almost looks like a little tiny burrito. 
except for the taco part of it is cabbage and the filling is raw meat. Okay. <laughs> so once you do all of your rolls, don't worry about if they don't look perfect. You can actually, I had a couple that were kind of goofy looking and I went back and touched them up for this last batch I made. Just roll them up nice and tight. What I did was I rolled them up and I set them on the table as I went until I got them all done. So roll up all of your little stuffed cabbages. And then remember we talked about those ribs from the cabbage leaves that you cut off. Take those ribs and take any leftover cabbage that was there and chop that up and sprinkle that in the bottom of your pan. And then you want to put your stuffed cabbages in there. I had a um, like a turkey roaster, an enamel turkey roaster size pan that I was using. And I was able to get them all in there without like really cramming them, you know. But they'll fit really nice and tight. And then once you get all of your cabbage rolls in there, you're going to take your tomato sauce and pour it all over everything. Cover the top tightly with foil. I prefer foil because it really holds the steam in because you really are, you're like, you're steaming these basically. Okay, they're cooking and the juice is boiling, but the steaming is what really cooks your cabbage. It gives them a nice texture. And you're going to bake these at 350 for one and a half hours. The main concern here is not that the meat is done. The meat will definitely be done. But you want the cabbage to be done because cabbage takes forever to cook. It seems like it's done and it's not done. And you do not want hard cabbage. So after an hour and a half, this is what I do. When they're, they've baked for an hour and a half, take them out of the oven and then set them on your stovetop or on your counter and let them sit for 30 minutes before you serve them because that way they can kind of cool a little bit to where they're not blistering hot when you eat them, but they also steam for that extra half an hour. So they're still kind of cooking in there and then just serve them. I always use a set a steak knife with them so that people can slice them, you know, um, and eat them. And like I said, you can serve these with mashed potatoes or noodles. And it's a just a really, really good, hearty meal that's that's just delicious. And I know it seems like a lot of work, but I think in reality, it took me about, the cabbage did take the longest, but to actually make them, it might have taken me like a half an hour to roll up all the cabbages. And then, you know, you're putting them in the oven to bake. And I like I also said that you do make a lot. So... That's nice too, because you make a big batch of them and then you freeze them or, you know, have somebody over or whatever, and you've got several meals or one nice big meal. And that's what I like about them because I love an easy, quick thing I can get out of the freezer and heat up. So I'm planning on having four or five nice suppers out of my big giant batch that I made. (laughs) So I hope you give these a try if you've never made them before. And I hope you like my cabbage tip. I loved my cabbage tip. I was very excited about that. Cabbage is just really coming in right now. If you're in the north, cabbage is starting to be available at farmer's markets and stuff. And it's really, really nice cabbage. So get out there and get some cabbage and make some golumpki. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mobile Mary Mac and Mary Mac Podcast, and on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.